Welcome to a very good episode of the Polish Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Kendall. With me, as always, is Jared. Hey, what's up, everybody? All right. So, Jared, what have you been reading? All right. So, there's actually been quite a few books out, and I've been reading uh, quite a bit since we last spoke. So, I actually have stuff to talk about. Awesome. Um, actually, I have quite a bit. So, I'll... Kind of skip through some of these kind of quick, but um, let's see. Since we last spoke, a uh, new issue of The Goddamned came out by Jason Aaron called uh, Virgin Brides. It is from the twisted mind of Jason Aaron. It is definitely for mature readers. Um, definitely just kind of weird spin on the Old Testament um, really out there. I mean, for the first issue, they kind of set things up. I won't go into too much detail, but if you really like weird stuff, um, this is definitely one, especially like Jason Aaron. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not bad. I'm interested to see where it goes, but I mean, blasphemous is probably a word people would use to describe it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's out there. Uh, let's see, uh, Punisher Soviet that, um, Six issue arc from Garth Ennis wrapped up, and um, he pretty much teamed up with a Russian, like an older Russian mercenary, to take down this old general. Um, ending was very, very gruesome, um, just kind of in a torture manner, um, really out there. Like, I don't even know, I'm talking about these books back to back, probably just to get this kind of gross stuff out of the way. It was, it was definitely graphic. Um, I'm like, oh, yep, it's definitely a Max Max book. Mm-hmm. I had to double check for a second. I'm like, there's no way that this would be regular Marvel. But yeah, just a reminder that it was very violent. Not bad, um, but it's not like it's definitely not a sunny story. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, Punisher. If you think he's a good guy, then you know there's a happy ending ish. But it was definitely out there. If you think he's a good guy, yeah, it was something else. Um. Let's see, The uh, Curse of the White Knight, um, the Batman book by Sean Murphy. That wrapped up. Um, it's a book eight, and that's a DC black label. Uh, this has turned into pretty much being my, my favorite Batman series that I've read in a really long time. Um, he's drawing it. Uh, it's beautiful. has a really good story to it. Um, it has an interesting way to tie in. Um kind of harley quinn mm-hmm. and there's going to be a spinoff of this and it's actually going to be a harley quinn book i guess it's going to be um written by his wife and i think he's probably going to do the art for it mm. uh, but it sounds like there may be even some other spinoffs but um overall i mean i thought it was excellent really interesting take on batman and just kind of everybody else in gotham city and um so that was excellent a uh, nice little wrap up um, let's see what else wrapped up uh, The Old Guard 
Force Multiplied. So that is the conclusion of the second arc. Uh, did you happen to watch that movie that came out on Netflix? Did we talk about this before? Uh, no, no. I think I heard. I think I, I. I don't remember if we talked about it. If I heard somewhere else that there was going to be a movie of the old guard, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it. No, it's pretty good. The movie was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, kept pretty close to the source material, and I read some additional stuff on it where uh, Greg Rucka was writing the screenplay. So, um, and he worked with the director to even kind of fine tune the story a little bit. Um, in a way, I think that really kind of introduces the new character and kind of makes them a focus too better than how the comic does it. But there's also some things from the comic, like other characters' backstories that they go into a lot more detail that I think it makes it a, um, I don't know. It's, it was a really good adaptation to say that, uh, the second arc, um, ended what will be, you know, the third will be a finale. So there's going to be another five issues, which definitely makes sense. I'm not going to go into, um, kind of what goes on into it, but it's a really nice kind of pickup continuation from the first. And it is a nice, and starting to see how it'll be a nice kind of three part story and probably be able to wrap things up. So, um, that was really good. Um, one thing that came out that kind of pissed me off. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> Cause you may have read it too. And I don't know if it pissed you off or not, but it's kind of dumb for me. But, um, a story that came back was uh, Dead Body Road. That was a Justin Jordan song. Justin Jordan song. Um, story. Um, you know, kind of revenge, I think he... I remember reading um, in some of the notes in the back of the... When he first... Uh, the first arc was kind of a way for him to write a, a story that had, you know, a lot of action in it, firefights. I think he's used to doing a lot of horror and gore stuff so i think this is like his ideal action comic and uh i need to i would actually like to go back and read the, the first arc again uh, but this one i mean it picks up fast and takes off the uh, first two came out the last the second one came out this week um so that was actually really good um let's see so also new this is from image slash skybound was firepower and that's the new kirkman book with uh, chris samney and um this is scratching my martial arts itch yeah it's, i read the i read the there was like a sample of that in the back of an image book it was in the back of the here's negan or negan lives yeah well that was the book that pissed me off so i figured you read that so <laughs> we can talk about that after this but uh it almost like uh i mean Part of it reads like the Danny Rand origin story, like, you know, almost like lost in the it's, – it's definitely a trope where the guy goes wandering like in the mountains of Tibet to find this hidden city of martial arts masters and, you know, he goes there and learns, blah, blah, blah. It's definitely very cliche, but I think it was pretty well done. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, and what came out – I mean, essentially it was the size of a trade. Um, There's the prelude. And they had that on Hoopla, and I ended up buying it. <laughs> it was a night. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that was really good. Um, also, one other thing before Negan lives. Uh, I read the um, Ed Brubaker um, Pulp, him and uh, Phillips. That just came out on Hoopla not too long ago. Um, I felt like it was only like 76 pages. felt really small. Um 
I've never read any of Brubaker's crime stuff. I really liked almost everything that he did uh, when he was like writing Captain America and some of the stuff like related to that. Um, but then he quit superhero comics and I didn't really ever, I don't think I've read anything, any of his crime stuff. Any like kill or be killed? You no, I, I read, okay. Oh, I read, I read the first volume of the fade out. That's a brew. That's brew baker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did not read the second volume of it. Um, yeah, that one was actually pretty kind of long and boring, but this is like a period piece. It's mm-hmm. like 1930s, like an older guy that, uh, I guess used to live out, out West, like a Russell cattle. Um, but I mean, it's, it's kind of a story that just fits together a little bit way too conveniently. Um, it's not very long. So I think if they had time to maybe draw it out a little bit more, um, and it's like this old guy ends up getting into, uh, this plot to rob um, some Nazis. So it's like before World War II. Um, and it turns out, you know, it, he, you know, the plan wasn't exactly what it was. And the guy is, had a heart attack recently and Zed heart problem. So he's like come to grips with himself dying and then reliving his past life. Uh, it, it would have been a lot better if they just would have, I don't know, uh, expanded out a little bit more. It felt like it could have been, um, it's, a, it's an interesting premise, um, but you know it just it felt way too rushed. And I saw a bunch of recent promotions for it, and I've liked Killer Bee Cut. I thought was pretty good. I know that was like on Hoopla, and that was a pretty easy kind of trade to knock out. And I've kind of liked some of this crime stuff, but uh, I was just hoping for a little bit more. I guess if I had to rank it out of five, it'd be something like a three and a half. It was still a good read. I mean, it was you know a quick sit down and read. Um, if you got some time and I mean, hoop was free. So I guess, you know, can't complain too much. Um, so what, what made you, what upset you about, about Negan lives? Cause I actually liked it. Uh, I felt so generic, like, okay, a pretty girl comes on to him. He realizes it's a hoax and then blah, blah, blah. And he gets out of it somehow. You, that's so fun. That's so funny that that's why it made you mad. Cause that's why I liked it. Oh, it just felt so simple. I'm it like, was to me. It was it was comforting because because there's never going to be. I mean, there's uh, there's not never going to be any more Walking Dead. But like, we don't get Walking Dead every every month anymore, right? Um, and I I didn't know that Negan Lives was going to be a thing. Uh, it just it kind of just showed up. I, I maybe I maybe the week before somebody mentioned it at the comic shop, but. It wasn't like it was something that I was anticipating. And yeah, I picked it up and I was like, oh, this is just a super generic Walking Dead story. Like, you know, it doesn't it's I get to I get to hang out with Negan, who's a character that I love being, you know, being written by Kirkman, you know, the creator of the character. So it's not, you know, obviously he knows what the character is supposed to act like, you know, Uh and and this is a thing that I thought I wasn't going to get again, and then I got it again, and it was just kind of nice and uh, comfort food, I guess. Well, I wish I could set my standards as low as you. I really wish I could. <laughs> I didn't think it was terrible, but I was like, I mean, I just at the end of it, I was like, really, that's it? I mean, it, it, like, is that all there's going to be? And mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess uh, expecting a flash, another flash forward or right, something right. like that, but. I was like, oh come on, like I mean it, just, it sounds like it sounded like it was uh 
you know, not something that they necessarily had intended to do. Like they were like, oh, we've, oh yeah. you know, we finished Walking Dead, we finished all this stuff, but uh, there's there's this opportunity to to do a one shot of this thing, and we may as well do it. Like, and it and it was good. I, I don't know. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Sometimes with a one shot, I just want it to be. You know, I I always I always talk about Spider Man trying to get across town and and being being distracted. Like I would read once a year if 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 somebody did a Spider Man issue where he's just the whole issue is just him trying to get across town for a date or to visit Aunt May in the hospital or for a job interview or whatever, and then he doesn't make it on time or he just barely makes it on time at the end. I would I would read that. I would say about once a year. I, I wouldn't want it much more than that, but, um, y- you know, and then, or like if I could read a Superman story where, where Superman is just really a good guy makes you like believe in humanity again. Or if I read a Captain America story that made me feel patriotic, which those don't usually happen. <laughs> uh, but, but like, or, or maybe that's a bad example. No, a Captain America story, it would be something that's like more espionage. Like I've got an under, I've got a, I've got to go undercover and then punch some Hydra agents. Like there's a lot of these, there's a lot of these kinds of things. Uh, Batman, if it was, it was a Batman story that was just a, a straight up like detective story, like a who, a who done it kind of thing. That was like one or two issues. Like, any of these, any of these things, uh, I really like because you're not going to get in a in a in a one shot. You're not going to get necessarily a something that moves the overall plot of continuity forward, or that or that does much more than just like develop a little bit, show a little bit more of of the of the character. You know, um, I would love more one shots. To be honest, I, I think they should like a one shot of a well-known character that's a zombie, like a day in the life. I think that could be interesting. I mean, there's plenty of ideas. That's yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I guess I always thought that they could have done a lot more, especially just outside of the current group or even, mm-hmm. you know, in the world. But mm-hmm. I think that, I think that the thing about walking dead is that even though it was almost 200 issues long, it was full of restraint as far as yes. As, as far as not, not oh yeah it was definitely there weren't there they could have uh kirkman could have outsourced especially like a couple like five years ago when the show was like kind of at its peak in popularity kirkman could have could have outsourced the um the writing and you could you could have had a uh you know a rick grimes book as well as a walking dead book you know that tie into each other sometimes um, you know, you could have you could have a book called Zombie Comics that's that's in the Walking Dead world, but a completely different group. You know, you know, you could have you could have more, but he just did a little bit. You know, he did he. he there was the one there was the one shot by uh, Brian K. Vaughn, uh, and there was and then there was the Here's Negan uh, web series, which I actually didn't read, um, but eventually I'll get around to it. And then there was just the main. You know, just the main uh, 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 book, and I think that I, I do think that I would like to see. Yes, I would like to see a year from now a six-issue Negan miniseries, 
or or like a um you know something uh about that takes place in between the second to last and the last issue of Walking Dead and and give give us a little uh whatever Maggie's son's name is like you know tell us a little yeah. story with him uh or or just like any you know there there's there is so much left in that world from a comic standpoint <laughs> um you know the TV show has kind of demonstrated that they've that y- you can have too much and pound it into the ground and tread water and go nowhere you know so I wouldn't want too much but I do I don't know I really liked I really liked the the Negan lives one shot I I'm sorry I'm sorry for 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 enjoying no. anything you didn't like that's it's okay because I'm glad that you liked it but yeah it's just like don't give me don't give me tons of, of new Walking Dead content but just every every once in a while if you wanted to drop a uh, if you wanted to drop a drop a one shot or a mini series or something like that like maybe like a four issue weekly mini series or or like an OGN or something yeah. I'd be I'd be on board with that. I just you know, um, but yeah. So, um, are you have you been reading any of Empire? Um, let's see. I read well. I guess like the the lead up into it, which was on um, the Unlimited app, mm-hmm. and uh, just was ever been in the X Men tie-ins. Okay, so uh, it's something. I'm I'm. I have a feeling I'm going to be I'm going to buy the whole thing and read the whole thing before I know whether I like it or not. Um because I was reading the first issue and they're like uh it's all these cosmic characters and these concepts from you know cuz it's the Kree and the Skrulls and the plant people and Hulkling is in charge of the Kree and the Skrulls and who knows who's going to be, oh, we don't know who's the good guys or who the bad guys, but then it turns out that the, the plant people are the bad guys and the Korean scrawl are the good guys, but maybe uh, the Korean scrawl want to kill people a lot or something. Um, but it's been, it's been okay. I just, I feel like it is most, most of these events you can kind of give a, like a one sentence, like, or a couple sentence elevator pitch, like, you know, Civil War is superheroes are made illegal, so the ones that are okay with that are fighting the ones that aren't okay with that. Um, Avengers versus X-Men, there's a thing with the Phoenix that makes the Avengers and the X-Men fight each other. Uh, Secret Invasion, all the people have been, all the superhero teams have been invaded by Skrulls, and then also the Skrulls are invading. Like, this just doesn't have that... Empire just doesn't have that 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 elevator pitch. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's it is it is nice though cuz it was the zero issue and then the next 3 weeks were the 1 2 and 3. So we're basically um or it was the two zero issues cuz it was a there was a an Avengers zero issue and a Fantastic and a Fantastic 4 zero issue. Um but yeah, it's like we're pretty far into the event um and uh yeah it's been fine but i couldn't like it would be difficult for me to summarize all the stuff that happened and i couldn't really pitch it as like 
this is why this event is exciting. You yeah. know. Well, the, did you read the X Men uh, one hundred four? I haven't read you? any. I haven't read any X Men stuff. No. Oh, well, that was actually. I'm not sure how far this ties in, but um, what goes on is that Scarlet Witch goes to Doctor Strange and you know says, "There is there any way that I could like go back in history um, and undo my wish?" Um, or they'll just undo house down altogether and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. You know, that that's really not possible. Um, so she ends up putting together like, like three magic artifacts and goes to Genosha and cast this spell and ends up, um, raising the dead, but they're all mutants with activated powers. They're zombies. <laughs> <coughs> so, I think that's what that, you know, that four issue is going to be. And uh, it's kind of funny. It starts off, I think it's um, one of the first uh, plant people or like one of the first ships mm-hmm. lands on there, like right after that happens. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to take all these flesh bags and, you know, and right, right. blah, blah, blah. Then they just like see a herd of mutant zombies with powers that are set in and can speak and understand what's going on. So uh-huh. they obviously get demolished really quickly and so now it's um i want to say it's uh cyclops maybe a couple other people that just hopped on genosha to check out what's happening but that's actually been really uh, a really interesting story and i was kind of curious to see how much that checked in it it was weird because it didn't feel like a tie-in yeah that sounds i think that they did somebody did mention something about Genosha in the third issue of, of this, but it hasn't um, directly tied in. Yeah. I mean, it probably, it sounds like it's going to be a, a thing that the X-Men are dealing with. And the reason that it's tied in is because the, is it for some reason, I want to say it's the Chitari, the, the plant people, but but that might be from the movies. Yeah. That's the movie. Yeah. I'm not quite sure uh, what I should know because, uh, this actually latest issue of X-Men is completely separate. Um, the, the plant people try to set up a base on the moon. They all look like Groot or whatever. Um, Katati. Okay. Yeah. Is what they, is what they are. Yeah. So they kind of like the Chitari. Kotati. Yeah, no, that's pretty, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, um, and then I wanted to bring up, Oh, so do, are you in the Spider-Man? Sins Sin Rising, I think is what it's called. No, I don't think so. Sins, yeah, Sins Rising. So, um, Sin Eater was the villain from the Death of Gene DeWolf uh, story from the '80s. That's like a famous Spider-Man story that I don't think I've actually uh, read. Um, but, uh, he's coming back and doing some weird stuff. Like he came back like from hell and, uh, the millipede guy. So that's, so that, that, that he is also involved in the, the millipede guy is also involved in the story. Although it's, it's, it's one of those things like he's kind of the, it looks like he's the boss's boss. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's right. I remember. I can't remember what his name was. I remember. Um, yeah, isn't it like? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, some one word like hopeless, or I right. can't remember something. Like that. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. But he's he's. I think that he's confirmed to be Harry Osborn in a in a, a previous issue. Oh, uh, okay. Um, 
but uh yeah he's they imply in the first issue we had the we had the prelude and then uh amazing spider-man 45 which was the first issue um and uh and it seems that he is the one pulling the strings but basically the amazing spider-man 45 was uh and i think that they set this up in a previous issue as well overdrive uh the guy that can turn cars into better cars um (laughs) he uh He's like he's like running from something, and uh, to the point that Spider Man can tell he's he's like this isn't how Overdrive acts. So it turns out he's running from the Sin Eater who who kills him, and uh, it's kind of the issue is bookended with Carly Cooper who is now like the medical examiner, um, or or the or the forensic person. Yeah, whatever the person who does the autopsies. Um, um sh- yeah, uh, yeah. I think she's like the the forensic si- NYPD's forensic si- psychiatrist, psych- forensic forensic person, not psychiatrist. Oh, I can't remember the name of that. Um, anyway, she's the she's the cutter opener person, and yeah. she goes and she lifts the blanket over off of uh, over overdrive. And the gunshot wound in his chest has healed up, and he wakes up, and that's the end of the first issue. Ooh, um, and uh, which is which is you know, obviously there's something going on with people coming back from the dead because Sin Eater was supposed to be was supposed to be dead uh, from the in the previous thing. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice, you know. I don't really remember what happened in the last arc of Spider Man, and part of that is because in the middle of the arc was the pandemic, you know, where we had three months off. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it was bad, but um, it's kind of nice to have a, a new Spider-Man story uh, that I always like seeing Carly Cooper show up. She's a, she's a character that I, that is, has a special place in my heart. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like, I like uh, it, it's nice that there's a, there's kind of a, like a, an event that kind of feels like it matters. Like the, yeah, the, the millipede guy is, he showed up in like the first issue of Spencer's run. Um, so it's nice to, that we're maybe getting, if not payoff, at least some development in that area. Um, Cause that is definitely one of those things where it's like, we saw him in a few last page reveals. Now you got to use him for real. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah. Uh and then let's see what else have I been reading? Uh I feel like I've so Strange Adventures I'm still enjoying but I don't really have anything to say about it. Same thing with Strange Academy. Um uh and then Wolverine uh the third issue came out this week I think and uh I don't know if I'm not sure. I think the second issue came out the last week that comics shipped before diamond stopped shipping. So it's been, it's been some time, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, was. uh, but it was a, it was a fine issue. It was, I don't it really was totally remember what happened, but yeah, I'm liking, I'm liking Sean Percy's style in that book because it's like, it, it looks like an X-Men book, but it's clearly not, uh, Hickman writing it. So it's not oh, yeah, nearly it's, as dense. 
Yes, is that the is that the issue where he got Magneto drunk, took his helmet? Yes. Also, that was great when that was <laughs> him drinking with Magneto. Because one of my all time one of my all time favorite uh, little mini Wolverine stories was from Amazing Spider Man Extra number two in like two thousand nine. Uh, he it's it's Wolverine's birthday and he's drinking with Spider Man and he drinks like an entire bottle of whiskey. And then he's drunk for like two minutes and then he's hung over yeah. <laughs> and, he, and then he needs to get another bottle of whiskey. And, um, and that's the, it, it's revealed at the end that he's, that he's friend, you know, that he's hanging out with Spider-Man because that's who he considers to be his best friend, um, at the time or whatever. So yeah, I, I really liked, and also the way that they wrote drunk Magneto in that scene was so perfect because he was like making these grandiose statements. And that is totally what he would, what Magneto would do when he was drunk. And he's like, you know, we're a lot of the same, you know, we both have been good guys. We both have been bad guys. We're both really old. We really need to hang out more often, which is, yeah. Oh, it was perfect. Yes. And then, and then he goes through the re- like the rest of the issue with, with Magneto's helmet on, which yeah, that, that was cool. Yeah, I I don't know. It's nice having a it's nice having a Wolverine book. I just I can't wait till a few more issues come out and le- and I like really feel like I've got a good handle for for the direction of the run and then also like you know, it's there's a it's been it's been a struggle with a lot of these books that just stopped in the middle of a in the middle of an arc and then we pick back up 3 months later. Have you noticed that? Yes, I have been having that problem. Uh, there's a Hickman book I was the just started called Decorum. The third issue came out this week, I believe, a week before. Uh, but it was weird. The first issue was weird, and then you know, three months later for the next issue to come out, I didn't read the first one. I had absolutely zero idea what the fuck was going on. It was, um, it was just a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple other books too where it's just like I just got to go back and find the other issues read a couple just to get caught up. Um, now it's not too bad. I don't think, I think most of the books I've had, have at least had one issue come out. Uh, so yeah, I'm fairly caught up and all of those X-Men books too, are not too different from each other kind of, but at least I know what's kind of going on. So that hasn't been too bad, but yeah, I definitely, uh, there's been a few places where it just takes me a little bit longer or I feel like I need to go back and read like a handful of books just to catch up on everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other book that came out that uh, man has not come out in a long time uh, was Spider-Man Noir number two, which I think that, I think that Spider-Man Noir number one probably came out like, in like January or something like this is obviously this is a lower tier Marvel title. I'm sure that the people involved are not getting paid as much. It's probably, it's probably one of those things that like would have take, would have shipped late anyway. And so, yeah, it's, it's a thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it, it was, it was, a uh, it was really solid. It, it, I, I recommend when you read it anytime, um, Anytime uh, uh, you read Peter Parker's dialogue, read it like an old-timey private detective. Like, hey, yeah, see, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We were going to the... You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, and then and then if you do that in your head, it it makes the dialogue all all make sense, you know. <laughs> That's good. Um, but uh, but but it was yeah, it's solid. They like travel to, they're they're investigating this murder involved in a thing, um, and uh, it has to, something to do with this ancient artifact. And this, they're trying to find this museum curator in Germany. Uh, it's yeah, it's uh, it's really solid. Um, there was like one scene where Spider Man got kind of Spider Man-y. Um, and that was and that was interesting. Um, but but the nice thing about this is every single character that he meets is not they're not like, oh, this is uh, uh, I don't even know who's a who's a Spider-Man character. They're, they're not like, oh, oh, this is this is this is Harold Osborne. Oh, yeah. Y- you know, like yeah. like a lot of the characters are just like it's pretty clear that they're just straight original characters. Um, the few characters that do show up that are established Spider-Man characters, it's kind of a, it's kind of a neat reveal. Um, the, uh, the villain turns out to be Electro, um, and he's like, got this really cool steampunky looking, uh, costume. It's pretty good stuff. Nice. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I feel like I've just been reading X-Men stuff. And that's actually been pretty good. Um, I think they're finally going to start getting into um, some new series where actually goes into the future, where we actually got a taste of that at Powers. Um, also, I got started on uh, Nightwing Year One. Okay. I'm trying to I remember think, if I read that. I feel like I read that like relatively recently. And that's that was on Hoopla. That just kind of popped up on there. So I'm like, oh, that. That was good enough. I got through the first issue of that, so it's not been too bad. Um, I remember the art in that is really good. Yeah, I know Chuck Dixon, and it's interesting enough. And it's always fun to watch or see Batman like being a asshole that he really is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it. I know that uh, you know without the. COVID stuff going on. There would have been at least two Marvel movies out by now. Right, right. Oh, uh, my wife and I started watching Stargirl. Oh, yeah? Um, Very, very entertaining. Um, It's heavily inspired by Jeff John's uh, JSA run. Okay. And uh, does a, just does a really good job of having a teenage superhero and, like, dealing with actual teenagery stuff like like you know my mom won't let me go superheroing anymore kind of thing um love that stuff which which i really i really like because you know i don't know sometimes uh you wish you were a teenager all over again no no but like but like sometimes uh, i'm i'm more than happy to suspend a lot of disbelief but uh i feel like a lot of superhero media now balancing the normal life with the superhero life, which is one of the more compelling things I think in superhero media just kind of goes by the wayside. You know, the flash is like the best example of this where like every person on the show knows he's the flash and he never has an issue of balancing his job and the, and and his, and his superhero job and all the, you know, 
And and I'm not saying that necessarily everything has to be about that, but it is refreshing to see Stargirl being uh, I feel like she's she's being written as a teenager, not as a first of all, not as a college student, which most teenagers on television shows are written like they're college students. Um and second of all, she's uh she's not written you know, she's actually dealing with the balancing of personal life stuff. Um, and, and there's a reason that she recruits a bunch of teenagers to help, you know, with the superhero cause. And that is that there's the, the villains are this cabal of, uh, the, they're this cabal, like in this small town. And so she can't trust any adults because any, any, any adults could be part of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a clever way to, to, uh, to work things out. Oh, and then the last, the last bit that I, the last little clever thing is they call themselves the villains, call themselves the Injustice Society, um, which, of course, like that's kind of like Magneto's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Like, okay, yeah. like why would you call yourselves the bad guys? Uh, and and the reason is that from their perspective, they're not the bad guys. They're fighting injustice, so that's why they're called the Injustice Society. Well, that was, was kind of clever. Yeah, I, mean, I can see that. Yeah, it's a it's a nice juxtaposition between both. Yeah, that's. Uh, let's see. Let me think. What else I've been? My wife and I've been watching a bunch of stuff. Uh, I think the second season of The Politician came out uh, in between last recording and this recording, which I highly recommend that to everybody. Um, so we watched Perry Mason. That's been really good. <laughs> Perry Mason. <laughs> oh, for real! It's 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 excellent. Uh huh. Uh huh. Was that? It's on HBO. Oh, is that? Like, oh, oh, because there's a new Perry Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, no, I like, thought you meant like the original. Yeah, sorry. that's a uh, no, 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 no. It's all good. No, and I mean, I laughed when I saw it on HBO. I'm like, you like talking about like my grandparents' favorite lawyer? You know, like give me a joke, give me a break. But no, this is yeah, that's excellent. That's something too. Definitely more of a kind of a period piece. Um, 1920s. Yeah, it's been really good. <sighs> um, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, and then of course, Doom Patrol uh, continues to be excellent. Uh, really weird this season, but but still excellent. Um, you just kind of go with it. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Just finished. Just finished Harley Quinn. Uh, which uh, second season? Um, so the one issue that I had. With uh, with with the Harley Quinn show, was that they made Poison Ivy straight, uh. and uh, and you know there's it's been it's one of that's one of those things that's been kind of heavily implied. I don't know if it was ever officially canon that uh, that there was a relationship with with uh, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, but it was very heavily implied in like the fan community. Like really pushes for that, and obviously, you know, you want you want she's at least by right LGBT representation. Well, yes, in the second season, they uh, they make that relationship uh, canon. Yeah, I think that I yeah, I mean, I mean, Ivy is Ivy is definitely by because she also has uh, a uh, a relationship with a man, and I don't think that the reason it doesn't work out is because she's doesn't like men, but uh, but yeah, very. Uh, so both of them must be by, I guess. Uh, but uh, but yeah, second season of it continues to be just a lot of fun and like kind of captures the 
cap captures the 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 feel of those characters really well and all the and all the DC characters um there's a there's an episode where darks where Darkseid shows up and he keeps saying Darkseid is but then <laughs> finishes the sentence so he's like Darkseid is late for an appointment <laughs> and, yeah yeah it's it's just a, it's a it's a silly show but um but really, uh, I, I just I always like when shows are like they know what their audience is, and they're and they respect their audience. So this is definitely a show for people who are willing to pay money for a monthly for a streaming service with only DC content. Well, and I saw something too that uh, well, it sounds like Warner Brothers is going to be trying to consolidate everything here soon, or probably will for their own streaming show like Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, well, what did I see? Something about the DC channel quit taking like annual subscriptions or something like that, where it's almost like, it just sounds like it's going to happen here soon from what people are saying. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what, ha- what comes together. Cause like, I mean, part of the reason DC universe is great is because of the, is because of its comics. Um, so hopefully if they did get rid of, uh, DC universe and rolled it into HBO max, or something, because uh, that's where because uh, Doom Patrol is, is available in both places right now. Um, I would uh, I would say um, that uh, hopefully there's a way to you know still pay five dollars a month and get the get the back catalog of DC Comics. Yeah. Although not that I actually use that. Maybe I don't use it enough. Maybe I just then go back to buying the trades on. Uh, yeah, I've been powering through a bunch of uh, Constantine as well. Um, I'm about 85 issues into Constantine run. I just finished the Garth Ennis run, which had had a couple of good arcs and a couple of not so good arcs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like, I like Constantine. I do like magic comics or that part of DC sometimes. Mm. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, it feels like again more movies should be out that I should be able to talk about. It feels like I haven't seen any other really good comic book shows or anything else lately. Um, let's see. Actually, I've just been watching a lot of uh, or introducing my son. So he's about two now, mm-hmm. and um, so we'll go on Disney Plus, and then they have like superhero um, friends or something like that, and. Uh, they have one comic book that's uh, or one show that's um, Spider-Man, and he just teaches life lessons to kids, or comes up in situations and tells a story about him and Black Panther or something like that. And they're like six minutes, um, and so now he can recommend he recognizes Spider-Man and <laughs> some other things like that. So now that's actually starting to get to the point where obviously he's not going to be able to dig Endgame or want to sit there and watch that with me yet, but. Um, we're, we're starting to break them in and here soon we'll just be able to extend into longer form cartoons. And we got a whole catalog of amazing Spider-Man and X-Men from eighties mm. and nineties to eventually go through. So I think that's kind of fun to think about at least. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I seems like, it seems like we're about out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's nice. It's nice to be, it's nice to be back, uh, into, into, you know, where you actually have a pile of books to read. Um, oh, so, nice. uh, 
Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. And until next time, keep reading those comics. All right, see you KendallCast.Ninja, celebrating media, hobbies, and passions since 2014.